When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On paper, you'd think this was going to be one hell of a train wreck. But then you listen and you realize common sense doesn't have a party, an ideology, a stereotype, or a color. Can we be united again? Stick around and we'll prove it. This is Doc in the Block. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Doc in the Block podcast. I'm here with the world's greatest music producer, Big Block Spencer. How you doing, Block? How you doing, baby? Y'all know me. It's your boy, Big Block. Ride sideways with my brother, the number one orthopedic surgeon in the world. Scott, what's up, baby? Man, I never hear, I never get tired of hearing you call me the number one orthopedic surgeon in the world. It's It's true, baby. I put my name up in lights. I always yeah. feel so humble sitting in the yeah. shadow of a man who's won three Grammy oh, Awards. Man. Man, you're, you're the superstar. And I'm going to number four, number five, baby. Let's get it. We're going to be carrying on with uh, Alice Marie Johnson, who was yeah. our guest from last week. An amazing woman. She's now a, a minister. Um, she's gone through a lot of trials and tribulations in her life, like we all do. But mm-hmm. hers are uh, especially um, motivating to see where she where she's come from and where she is now. For those of you who didn't catch last week's podcast, tune in to see the beginning of our conversation when we'll be carrying on with part two today. Right. You know, there's there's another theme here that uh, I think is really important. And we try to teach the kids, the big timers that that our audience that, you know, race is something that's so it seems to be so prevalent you know, when you turn on the news media or whatever, and it's something that's so irrelevant to most of us in our real world. You know, I grew up in Hawaii. And so race was kind of weird there because everybody was something different. You know, there's just a lot of different races kind of in a melting pot in Hawaii. And it's just not something that uh, really is a big deal uh, for people there. And so I just kind of grew up in this world where I didn't really think about it. And I think my parents were instilled that in me and a lot in a lot of ways. And one of the things that I've learned over the course of my life is that it's not what people look like that matters. It's their attitude. It's their character. And when any human being meets another human being, we're looking for something. Can you be a good friend to me? Could you be a boss to me? Could you be an employee for me? Can you be a teacher? You know, could, you know, there are so many different interactions that people are looking for and, and we don't really care what, what you look like. And if you go into this world with this sort of open view of, of human beings and that we're, you know, we're all very much the same in a lot of ways, it can be really enriching. And, you know, when me and Block uh, and Varon got together, you know, we became friends. I don't yeah. think we ever really even thought about it, but it did kind of pop up one time. It's like, you know, Block's story and my story couldn't be any more different, but 
we're so similar in a lot of ways. You know, he's successful in his world because he's a hard worker. He has attention to detail. Uh, he develops his relationships in a in the right way. He has a code. You know, if I, you know, he gets on my case like about being on time. You know, I'll, I'll text block late at night. Are you up? It's like yes. I'll text them early in the morning. You up? Yes. You know, it's like it's the same things that make you successful as a music producer, make you successful as an orthopedic surgeon, make you successful as a football player and an entrepreneur. And it's it's an enriching world if you go out into it and you stop seeing all the bad in people and you just try to look for the good in people. Talk to me about that, because, you know, you really came from a unique perspective where you grew up in a world where it seemed like race was very important. But somewhere along the line, you learned to kind of not let it be important. How did that change your life? Just interacting with people, really, that changed my life completely, because having grown up in a place that was supposed to be extremely racist, I'm here, my mother, we've got people of all nationalities coming to our home. And so when you see people as people, it's hard to think race when they're talking just like you and me. We're having a conversation and we're interacting, as you say, with each other. How does race come and play a part of that? It is very easy to call everything racist. And I'm not sure I'm not saying it don't exist because it does. But do we have to as soon as we see people make assumptions about them? And that's what I that was a big lesson that I learned growing up. And that carried me really through prison because there's people of all races. I've had roommates of every race, every faith, every everything. And I learned to look at people early on, that foundation of just accepting people as to where they are in that moment. I didn't try to ask them, what did you do in the past? It's what you did in the past. We're in this moment right now. And I wanted to really be an example of just loving people. In prison, we don't have gangs. We have families. And so I had so many people in women in female prisons. I know in male prisons, it might be different, but in female prisons, We're more nurturers. And so we look at the family aspect. So I had a whole lot of kids, more kids than anyone on the compound. And they'd even come and get me sometimes and say, can you come and talk to your kid? Uh, So I I love that. that, And they were all racist. It didn't even matter. The thing we have to look at what break, what, what is a common thread in our lives? If you would just talk to people, you'll find out that you have more in common then you have that is different. And so, what, what would you say to kids today that feel like they're being handicapped? Like they'll say to themselves, well, I can't achieve in this situation because of my race and people are going to try and, and uh, keep me down. What, what would you say to them? I, I would say nothing can keep you down except yourself. If you allow yep. people to speak into your life, those negative words, yep. you, you internalize them. There has to be something inside of you that says I'm more than what someone says about me. You have to be confident in your own skin and not allow anything to to define who you are. Any mistake that you've made in the past, that's not who you are. It's I heard someone say just because uh, you uh, sit in your garage don't make you a car. Just because you sometimes is in the forest, you're not a bear. So whatever place you find yourself, that's not who you are. They the the title that they put on me in prison, that's not who I was. I, I was still Alice in prison. They say right. inmate. I mean, that was my location, but that's not who I am. And you know, as a right. free woman, no one addresses me as inmate. 
I'm Alice. And you know, it's interesting. I was looking at, uh, I think it was on Instagram or something. And there, uh, it was a father that was talking about the impact that he had on his children and his, and his son had grown up and he was reflecting on his father. And he said, my father used to come into our room every night and he used to ask us, what was the most generous thing somebody did for you today? And what was the most generous thing you did for somebody today, every day of their life? And he said, he never realized until he got older that it was a beautiful way of enriching his life because he said every day my brothers and I would get up and we'd be looking for somebody to be generous because they knew that their father was going to ask them about it when they went to bed at night. And then they were going out of their way to be generous for somebody else as well uh, because they knew their dad was going to be asking about it. And it was just conditioning their mind every day to seek generosity, to see it in other people and to be generous. And in a way he was enriching their lives in a, in a very positive way. And I thought to myself, I'm kind of getting goose flesh right now. It's like, God, it's so simple. But it really is the secret to life. Yep. You know, you Powerful. find you see the good in people and you be good to other people. And then that's that's the world that you end up living. in. It is. And, not, and also, we don't want to be judged not to judge people by what you've heard about them. Give them a chance. Correct. We don't. Everyone has a story and we don't yep. know their story as to yep. how they got to that place in their life. And you might be the very catalyst in their life. That's going to change their whole outlook. That's going to create more value to them in life. And maybe your life is a life lesson for them on how you treat them. People never, ever forget how you make them feel. And that's one of the things I learned. If you make me feel bad, I'll go back to that feeling of how bad you made me feel. So I never want to, you know, when they say kick a person when they're down. I believe in uplifting people. We all have the ability to do good. There is no one that can say that I can't do good, that I can't be kind to someone else. And I've had so many opportunities to help others as I've gained my freedom. And I, I just want to tell you this really quickly of my never giving up hope. I didn't know Kim Kardashian would see my story. And I didn't <laughs> know that my release would, I would, I would end up being what is called the face of criminal justice reform because people saw me as a person. There was a stereotype of what a prisoner looked like, what a prisoner was. So here I am coming out of prison on a world stage. When Kim Kardashian went to the White House and met with uh, uh, President Trump at the time, and I was set free, I became one of the most Googled people of 2018. And when that ball dropped to bring in 2019, I was on a commercial. They had the big events of 2018, and my release was one of the big events of 2018. But something even more important for me was I had been given this opportunity to help others. I had this large platform. I came out the day that I was released, and I didn't even know that I was going to be released that day. It took seven months from her visit from Kim Kardashian, hearing about my case, hiring other lawyers to help to get a fresh perspective to see what they could do to help me gain my freedom. And another thing I have to tell you, I didn't even know who Kim Kardashian was. I didn't. That's right. When you went in, you had no idea. I had no idea when I found out. When I found out who Sean Holly's lawyers, I mean, her clients were because I didn't. She didn't tell me that it was Kim. When my daughter told me, I said, I know who it is. It's got to be Chris Jenner. 
because that was one of her clients. And she said, Mama, what if it's Kim Kardashian? And I said, Kim, who? She said, you don't know who Kim Kardashian is. I did. Because I, right. I, she was a teenager. I didn't know what Kim was doing. Correct. Uh, you know, in life, in the public now. I didn't know she was this famous woman. And it turned out to be here. I found out two days later it was her. And I met Kim. We became friends when I'm in prison. I'm glad that I didn't look at her as this big celebrity. We became friends. I met her as just another human being. And we talked and I knew she was fighting for me and everyone was excited about her. The first time that I met Kim, when I was set free, I didn't meet her as a celebrity. I met her as a friend. So Mm. what, what, what if I had not known her the way that I came to know her as a human, just a human being, I'm sure even in her life, she enjoyed the fact that I'm talking to her, not with some, with stars in my eyes. We're talking yep. just as if I'm talking to you right now. What you do doesn't define who you it are. It does not define who you are. I met her as a, a wonderful woman, and she calls me family now. Who would have thought mm. such a thing would happen? But when I left that prison, the women were crying and beating on the window sills and crying out, Miss Alice, please don't forget about us. So when the world watched me run across that street, I ran into freedom but I was running for the women and the men who had been left behind. So I made it my mission to use my platform to help as many people as I could gain their freedom and continue to talk about people who are locked up that you'd never hear, you'd never hear about. So they see me, they hear my voice. I'm representing those who you don't see. And I also represent those who have gotten a second chance and have made good use of their second chance. One of the first things I did when I came out of prison was I went to a juvenile, a, a juvenile correction center in Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas. And I met with young people who had made mistakes and I told them my story. And there were so many tears. The staff was so surprised because I, I got right into the middle of them. I didn't go after speaking at a podium. I came and sat among them. Am I just telling them I understand and it's not too late for you to have another chance in life. Some people look at a second chance as you've never been in trouble before. Now you're given a second chance. That's not what it means. A second chance is really, this might be your best chance I look at a second chance as your best chance to make a turnaround. And there is always another opportunity for you to change your life around as long as you're breathing. That, that really is the lesson lesson of the big timers foundation is that where you find yourself at today is not where your tomorrow is going to be. And I know that you could never have imagined the life you're living now when you got sentenced to life in prison. Never. I, I, you know, I, I knew in my heart that I was not going to be there, but I also was free as a prisoner. My mind was not locked up. My body was yeah. incarcerated, but I never allowed prison to get into me. I was in prison, but I lived life as a free woman. I lived life every single day. Of course, you're going to ha- I had hard times. I had tragedies that happened while I was uh, incarcerated. But I still got up every day was a new day for me. I stayed so busy. And and I know over two decades is a long time, but it really didn't seem that long 
it's long, you know, in time passing. But when I look back on it, it's, it's like that time passed so quick because I was always doing things. And I, I just didn't allow myself to curl up in a ball and face the wall and just feel sorry for myself. If I did, I think that I would not, I know I wouldn't be where I am today. I would not be the person. It changed my life. Bad things happen. Uh, one thing about pain, pain hurts and pain can alter. The pain of incarceration yep. altered my entire life and I made good use of it. God don't waste nothing. And as I found yep. myself working with other organizations now, I work with Cafe Momentum. It's justice impacted youth who've made mistakes. They got caught up in the justice system. And now Chad Hauser has has created Cafe Momentum where they can come and get skills. They're embraced in a family setting. I'm a big supporter of them. That that juvenile detention center, one of the young women who I talked to, she ended up graduating valedictorian and joining Cafe Momentum. And I was one I was able to present her with a full culinary scholarship that I got wow. people to help support, donors to help support. Then I started working with Public Safety Solutions for America with Jerron Smith. And what we do is we look at solutions to be smart on crime. We don't look at those who made mistakes, who are coming back in the communities. We take all the labels off. And instead of being tough on crime, we come up with proven smart on crime solutions. But one of the ones I absolutely also love working with is urban specialists. And what they do is they go from a community-based uh They go into the communities because the communities have the answers. Every community is different, and the problems that they have is is unique. So they are interrupters, violence interrupters. They go in, young people that may have joined gangs, they use former gang members to show them that there's a better way. I think that we all have a responsibility to use our experiences in life to help someone else make it through a situation that maybe they thought they they couldn't make it through. And whatever we do, that message is a message of hope. And also, if we as the adults believe in someone, just believing in someone, that they can do more, that you are not the sum of your mistakes that you made in life. You know, young people right now, they many of them right now, I'm seeing this trend of, they're look viewing themselves based on what they see on social media. Yeah. They want to be like someone else is. Believe me, that yeah. stuff is not all real. They're only showing you the best. They're not showing that, you. That, that's one of the most, yeah, that's one of the most important things we try to point out on this show is we take, we try and find our guests who on the surface, they look like they have, you know, amazing God given talents and abilities and all these things. And, the, and that they don't have struggles that us regular people do. Uh, and that they, uh, you know, that they just have smooth sailing throughout their lives. And what's really important to show our our listeners and our, and our big timers is no matter who you see out there, they struggle just like you. They have problems just like you. They have good days and bad days just like you. They had to work hard just like you. They have insecurities just like you. And we're sinners. We're all sinners. Yep. It's a battle every day to get up and say, I need to be better. I need to do the right thing. And all of our behaviors, all of our relationships, it's a battle every day. And 
you know, where you are right now, you you don't owe anybody anything for the rest of your life. You know, if you had a bad day yesterday, have a better day tomorrow. You know, that's kind of the lesson. It's, it's, it's in the past. Honestly, everything has not been roses for me since I came home. I had to, I, I, I was not able to have a relationship with my grandchildren in prison. And so I came in their adults now. Yeah. And so we've got to learn each other, but it's been such a beautiful journey for us. I had, you know, things that things that took place while I was gone, I had no control of. And so I had to forgive myself for the things that happened and and just say we're going to we're going to start where we are right now. I'm a big believer in we can start right here. This is our starting point for this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Alice, I want to thank you so much for being a part yeah. of the show. I mean, you are a true big timers. Yeah. Uh, where can our guests follow you? They can follow me on my handle is Alice Marie Free. They used to say Free Alice Marie. So my handle on Twitter and on Instagram is Alice Marie Free. And also I'm on Facebook. If you even Google Alice Marie Johnson on Facebook, I'm still Alice Marie Free. And so that's who I am. I'm free. Who the sun has set free is free indeed. I'm not only free in body, I'm free in mind, spirit, and soul right now. Alice, you're a true big timer. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We're going to have you back for a lot of our yeah. future uh, endeavors. we got some big things coming up in the next week, weeks and months ahead. Block, it was an awesome day today. Yeah, wonderful, man. Have a wonderful. great weekend. Follow us on bigtimers.com. The doc and the block.com. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody have an amazing day. <laughs>